Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. It is yours truly. My name is Michael, and I will be your host and tour guide and comedic Sherpa up the mountains of the news. Bing! I just turned the sound off on my laptop. I got some tabs open. I've been looking at the news. I've been talking funny to myself all morning long. (laughs) thanks for being here i'm ready to go i'm ready to go i've had plenty of coffee got a little soda pop got my uh got my little uh yamaha guitar here ready to go freshly back from nashville i'm gonna talk about that gonna talk about that a little bit uh the trip to nashville mr john rich of uh Big and rich fame of uh, Redneck Riviera fame. And Redneck, the Redneck Riviera is uh, starting to sound just better and better and better. Uh, of course, I'm talking about uh, Florida down there. Okay, so here's what's on the show. We got uh, against my my better judgment, against, I guess, really any judgment. I'm, I'm going to start again with... Uh, with Biden impeachment stuff. Ha 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 ha. I can't let it go. I, I'm, I'm like a pit bull on this thing. Like a bulldog. Also, we've got, um, you know, we don't have, uh, fucking escaped prisoner news. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into that a little bit. That's, that's annoying me. Escaped prisoner, uh, to me was just, uh, eh. Like a distraction. Like, I, I've i never been that fascinated by it. I really haven't. Okay, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the gun charges with Hunter. And a couple of strikes. We're going to talk about uh, the UAW strike. The Hollywood strike. And of course, oh. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about a great show that I hope you guys dig as much as I do. Uh, One Piece, One Piece, and and uh, I like the anime, you guys, uh, and One Piece is a good adaptation. We're going to talk about the border and the government shutdown, and uh, <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is because uh, I desperately want to talk about uh, Lauren Boebert's uh, boobies, and uh, we will talk about that. But you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait until we start talking about uh, Ms. Bobert's boobies and the Broadway show. So, okay. So, that's what's coming up on the show. And and uh, who knows where else our little journeys will take us. Oh, my God. And and Russell Brand. That's that, We got to talk about Russell Brand as well. I got to write that down. That's what I was... I knew I was forgetting something. Russell Brand. Now, as always, uh, we have the regular podcast. And then we've got the extras for the Patreon people, which I'm now also putting on Locals. locals Locals.com. So, because I understand some people are like, and I get it, Patreon has a bit of a... uh, I think they did like uh, the thing where, oh, we're no longer going to support you and they're kicking people off their platform. So I can understand people. some people are, are hesitant to be part of that community. So I have figured out locals. Uh, yeah, we got, the, we got the old Loftus Party brain trust together and we figured it out. So let's do that. start the show. I might have to write new lyrics. For now, we'll do this. Podcast. The Loftus Party Podcast. So hold on to your ass. We're gonna have a show. But what will you be talking about, Lauren Bobart's boobies? 
Yes, we will, among other things. Chazla la la la. Ooh, I give it a sha la 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 la. <laughs> That's, hey, uh, <laughs> the sha la 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 la. I gotta, I gotta do it again. And throw in the shallow. You never hear shalalalalas in American music. Think about when is the last time you heard a fucking shalalala in an American song? They used to be all over the place. Like in the 60s and the 70s. Freaking, uh, you know who loves the shalalalas? Uh, Irish people. That's probably why that delighted me so much. Van Morrison, that dude could bring a frickin' quality sha-la-la-la. Also, uh, Bono, not afraid of the sha-la-la-la. Let's bring that, and I gotta, I gotta think I'm the only podcast guy who's doing a sha-la-la-la. Podcast, the loftest party podcast, but you do it when you're out of lyrics. So get off your ass, that's when you put a sha-la-la-la in. So let's start the show. La 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 la. Perfect. Sha la 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 la. Let's go. <laughs> I was just talking about a sha la la la. Oh, so, uh, that's it. I'm done. I'm tapping out. I think the show has already peaked. We are. We are six minutes and 50 seconds in, and the show has peaked with the discovery of the shalala. Wouldn't it be great if you could do shalalas in, in like real life? Like when you're just like bored of talking to somebody, when you're just talking to somebody at an event and they're like, so that's when, uh, you know, uh, Edward and I went down to the Florida Keys and we were looking at investing in uh, coconut toilet seats. Uh, so what do you do, Mike? Oh, you know, I, I'm a I'm a writer and uh, sha la 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 la. <laughs> and just that'll be the end of the conversation. Ah, uh, okay, enough of that. It's becoming self indulgent. I might I might do more. I can't I can't I can't swear to you, I won't come back to the sha la la la. And I. Desperately, desperately. See, here's, here's the sex sells. I want to talk about, I, I in, in my mind, just now, I came up with a little metaphor uh, of like the shalalala and what that would be in bed. Like what would be the move? What would be the shalala? <laughs> the shalalala is like a meaningless nothing, but it's still kind of okay. I, you know what? You know what a shalalala is? It's uh, It's when you're kissing your girl like between her tits. It's <laughs> that's that's it's really you know who who out there who amongst you is like God. I really hope uh, my my fella just kisses me right between the tits. That's a uh, that is that is the shalalala of sex moves. All right. And, and just like I said, it, it's become self-indulgent. Uh, so let's let's start with this. We'll continue on the uh, the the more fun aspect of it before we get to Biden. Although I feel like I'm breaking a solemn oath by not going right at Biden. Um, hmm. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We'll get to we'll get to Biden right away after this. I was in Nashville, Tennessee. I was doing a fundraiser. I was very, very, I consider myself uh, fortunate to have been invited to the big show. And here's the great thing about it. Um, and this is what really uh, put me over the edge in saying yes. It was at John Rich's house. John Rich. Uh, save a cowboy. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Here's, okay, so first of all, you could fill many, many books. You could film, it used to, the saying used to be you could film an encyclopedia or fill an encyclopedia. But in case you guys don't know what an encyclopedia is, it was a, 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 a bunch of books, 
It was like the sum of the world's knowledge before iPhones. You could fill an encyclopedia with all the crap I do not know. I had met John Rich, and this goes mostly to, to country music and, and specifically John Rich. And there's going to be a little bit of a wind up to this, but I think it will pay off. So I had seen John Rich before, you know, on Fox News. And then I had been in Nashville a couple years ago during the lockdown. And I, when I did my special for uh, Fox Nation in the middle of the pandemic, pat myself on the back there, did a special for Fox Nation and was going to leave the next day and head back to New York. Uh, and then uh, Fox Nation was a uh, hiccup. Fox Nation rang me up and they're like, hey, we're doing this uh, this second debate with uh, with the Donald and Sleepy Joe. And then we're going to do like debate coverage afterwards. So if you'd like to be a part of that, we'd love to have you on board. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So it was myself, Tommy Laren, and uh, Pete Hegseth. I've known Pete for a while. He's a great dude. What you see is what you get. Um, I had never really hung out with Tommy Laren before. She's awesome. She's completely awesome. And then I met uh, John Rich. And he was going to have to leave early because he was doing a show at his bar, which is, oddly enough, the, the Redneck Riviera. But just a cool dude. Just a cool dude. And I know that he had done a song that I think he and Greg Gutfeld wrote the lyrics to. Whatever, whatever, whatever. So, uh, but it was all very quick. It was all very quick and it was a lot of politics and, you know, it is what it is. So when I was invited to do this fundraiser in Nashville and they're like, yeah, and it's at John Rich's house. I had heard rumors about how awesome his home was. So I quickly said, yes. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Because I heard he had like a nightclub like a showroom in his house. And I'm just like, how does that even work? How does that even work? So I said, yes, flew to Nashville, had a, uh, had a blast hanging with some people. <laughs> I had a blast hanging with some people. Some people I didn't have a blast. Hang. We'll get back to the John Rich party of it all. But I just remembered a moment. I just remembered a moment that just fucking irritated me. <laughs> I got a little change in my pocket going jing-a-ling-a-ling. So here's what happens to me. And this goes also to the sha-la-la thing. So I'm, I'm, uh, it's at this very swanky uh, place in Nashville, this like meet and greet deal. And I'm being introduced, you know, by my host, wonderful, uh, wonderful people and meeting this guy and meeting that guy and people who've been canceled by Hollywood and moved to Nashville and blah, 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 blah. I meet this. I'm in, I am introduced to this dude. Now I'm guessing he must be a mover or a shaker. He's at this like hoity-toity party in Nashville. And, uh, and they go, hey, so, um, this is, uh, Michael Loftus. You know, he's been on, you know, Comedy Central. You see him on Fox News all the time. He's a regular on Gutfeld. He's been on the History Channel. He's a really funny comedian. Uh, then he's going to be, you know, performing tomorrow night. And this dude, like, shakes my hand. And and I can't remember his name. He shakes my hand. He goes, so you're the comedian, huh? Which is, like, already kind of fucking demeaning. Which is already, dude, you, that's a, not a good way to start a conversation. And I didn't think it could get worse. I didn't think it could get more awkward. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a party, right? So he guy goes, uh, so you're a comedian, huh? And I go, yeah, yeah, that's me, you know. Uh, you know, well, so hope, hopefully it goes good, right? I'm just being funny. And then he goes, oh, you know, you know who's good? When I'm like, in my head, I'm, I'm like, what? And then this guy goes on to tell me, like without patting an eye, comedians that he really likes. Here, oh, you know who's good? Like who does that? Who, who, do, who have you ever had? Uh, when you've just been introduced to somebody, hey, this is uh, this is my friend Tony. Uh, he makes watches. He makes handcrafted watches. Oh, nice to meet you, Tony. You know who's good? You know who makes a really good watch? Fucking uh, Timex. Holy shit, that's a good watch. It's like, it's rude on so many. And why do people, 
feel like it's okay to do that. Here's the other one comedians get all the time. I didn't get this one, but we get it all the time. Please don't ever do this. Please don't ever do this. Somebody will introduce me. Oh, this is uh, this is Michael. He's you know he's uh, he's the the headliner uh, you know this week. He's the he's the comedian. Radio stations will do this, and, and freaking losers will do this. Oh, this is Michael. He's he's the comedian. Oh, you're a comedian, huh? Uh, make me laugh. Tell me tell me tell me a joke. And it's like, what other occupation do you feel that fucking relaxed around? Where somebody could come up to you and go, hey, this is uh, this is Bill. Uh, he's an accountant. Oh, nice to meet you, Bill. Do my fucking taxes. Come on, Bill. Just show me. Just show off a little bit. Who the fuck? I was so, it was like a slow burn when the guy goes, you know who's real? you know who's good? You know who's good? Oh, please, do tell me. You fat, sweaty fuck. In the middle of nowhere. Please, I've I've lived my whole life has is culminated to this event. This is this is the peak. <clears throat> when I started comedy, uh, oh so many years ago, I thought hopefully I will meet a stranger at a rooftop bar in Nashville, Tennessee, and this stranger will tell me who he likes. <laughs> well, here's who I like. Comedian style, sit rare and spell, and I'll take you out. Going in that arena. Who does that? What do you do for a living? Oh, I am a uh, porn star. Oh, you know who sucks a really good dick? Just, it's it's rude. It's rude for 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 any. You just don't meet people like that. What do you do for a living? I design software. Oh, you know who's really good? Just like right out of the gate, demeaning and insulting. So uh, I doubt this person is listening to the show, but uh, there you have it. Now to the John Rich of it all. So this was a freaking delight. So I get to the venue early. John Rich's house, I don't want to say too much because I don't want people going over there like it's Graceland or something. He has security, but the house is freaking awesome. It's freaking awesome. It is a uh, three-story affair with a uh, rooftop. There's like grass on the roof and there's a barbecue grill and there's space and it's 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 tastefully done. And then the third story... There is a, uh, there's a frickin', there's a full bar. There is a good-sized stage. There are tables and chairs and room for, like, I'm guessing, like, 125, 150 people. It's friggin' awesome. So I got to the venue early, and I got to, like, uh, uh, hang out with John Rich just a little bit. But before... He came upstairs. I was hanging out with one of his buddies, and uh, on the wall, there's a there's a bunch of guitars and a couple basses. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know, you know, John uh, played bass. The guy goes, oh yeah, yeah, he played bass. Uh, remember a band called Lone Star? And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I remember Lone Star. I didn't realize John Rich was in that band. He was like the youngest member of the band. He's 24. Everybody else is like, I don't know, 10 or so years older than he is. So there's that weird, you know, new kid, I guess, vibe. <clears throat> so they 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 parted ways. I'll put it nicely because I don't know the whole story. They parted ways. And this is the part that fucking blows my mind. John Rich is now out of a gig. And he's, you know, doing his thing in Nashville. He goes, well, I guess I better, you know, write these songs down that I wish I knew <laughs> more about his process. But uh, he's writing these songs, you know, and he's connected. He was in a freaking band, popular band, Lone Star. So he's showing these songs around, uh, sells a song. Uh, I forget to who, but Skaboom, number one hit. The next song. Papang, number one hit. 
sells the third song, Skadoosh, number one hit, fourth song, bang, four number one hits in a row. How good did that feel? So instantly, uh, I'm a total fan. Instantly, I'm a total fan. Uh, and then John came up, could not have been a cooler dude. Not like putting on airs, not pretending to be the nice guy, just freaking hanging out. Uh, he gives me like a nickel tour, you know, around the bar area. And there's pictures up and there's like him and Tom Petty. And you know how I feel about Mr. Tom Petty. And I'm like, how was it? <laughs> that's what I, that's what I should have done. <laughs> when I met John Rich. I should have said, uh, you know, you know who's good. <laughs> you know who's good? Tom Petty. <laughs> now that guy. <laughs> Thank God I didn't. Thank God. But I did bring up Tom Petty. I was just like, how good is that dude? Or something to that effect. And I'm like, oh, I'm jealous you got to meet Tom Petty. And this is, this is pretty deep into the conversation. This is as we were heading around. But uh, just you hope that when you have that level of success and that level of, uh, of good fortune that you're as cool as John Rich. That's, that's seriously, that's, that's what you're aiming for. Joe Rogan appears to be the same way, right? I haven't, I haven't seen Joe in a million years. <clears throat> but John Rich, man, big fan. Dude has that whiskey, and the proceeds go to a, a veteran for for a, a charity for for veterans. Give those guys like a little uh, helping hand, which is awesome. He let us use his house for the fundraiser, and uh, there's talk, ladies and gentlemen, about us doing a little something something in the future. What? Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, which reminds me, we got to talk about these, uh, these, uh, January 6th prisoners too. That's the other big thing. And I'll, oh, I'll name drop this one right into my buddy, uh, uh, Nick Searcy. Nick has a movie out, uh, about January 6th that you guys should all check out. I wasn't ready to drop that reference, but here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to come back. talk about January 6th and these guys who are political prisoners. We'll get into the Biden of it all. It all ties together. We're going to weave, we're going to crochet a beautiful bikini of knowledge. If you don't remember a couple shows ago, I was talking about blue, blue crochet bikinis. Holy shit. Those things were fantastic. God bless you gals in your cute little booties. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. <laughs> Sha la la la. I'm in a very good mood. <laughs> I, I have surprised myself. So we're going to come back. Uh, here's what we're going to promise. Lauren Boebert's boobies. Bikini and booty talk. And some Biden talk. That's on the show. And also some Russell Brand stuff. Crap, it's a lot of show. And then we got the border and we got uh, one piece, which I'm surprised at how much I like that. So we're going to we're going to jam in uh, as much as we can into the next segment. And then there'll be the uh, the the Patreon slash locals segment. I feel like we have to go out on this. <laughs> Sha la 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 la. Going out on a shalala. Sha la 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 la, come on back. Sha la la, be right back. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door.
Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are great. Each razor has stainless steel blades, an aloe vera lubricating strip, and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are gonna ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors, we're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're gonna stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are dollarshaveclub.com and the party is on. everybody with a new attitude how 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 that's kind of the t the <clears throat> the how 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 that's like a that's a west texas shalala <laughs> well must be round how 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 shalala la you can't, cowboys don't say shalalalala. Okay, let's get into it. Um, I will tease you uh, with with Lauren Bobert's boobs and, and the lessons learned there. We'll get to that. But first, we, we'd be remiss in our duties and we would, we would lose our podcast license if we didn't get into the Joe Biden of it all. So they're moving forward. Uh... Kevin McCarthy and the conservatives are, uh, oh, and then there's the weird Texas impeachment too, which we got to talk about that. Many, many questions. But uh, the Biden thing uh, continues to roll on and uh, they're moving forward. And a lot of people are going, oh, it's, you know, the timing of it's weird you know, it's an election year's coming up and blah, 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 blah. And, and uh, see, I don't see that as, as a negative. Everybody wants to compare this to the Bill Clinton impeachment. You know, Bill Clinton, oh, we're impeaching him, special counsel, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and the Clinton thing, you know, that, that boiled down to perjury. That boiled down to him going... I did not have sex with that woman. I did not have sexual relations. That's what depends on what your definition of is, is, and blah, 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 blah. And seriously, uh, even, even at that point, uh, Americans weren't consider. you know, it's like they didn't care that much. Some people cared about the, you know, oh, the, the, the point is he lied. And if he's lying about this, what else would he have lied about? And I guess at first blush, here's the deal. It seemed petty. It seemed petty. And perhaps it was. I'd still love to find out more about the, you know, the Clinton's goings-ons down in Little Rock and the suicides and, and all that. But be that as it may, sha-la-la-la, here we are now with uh, Joe Biden his brother, Jimmy Biden, uh, the sister, the the son, all of it. it, it it's the whole freaking Biden family <clears throat> is getting paid off. And here's the, as, as, as the GOP and as a, uh, as like, I guess kind of an outsider looking in, 
here's what you got to do. You, you, there's never good, there's never a good time to discover that, uh, there's a very good possibility that, that your president is being bribed by uh, a foreign country and not just any kind of foreign country. We're talking about China, China. So, hey, sorry if the timing isn't great, but there's a really strong chance that uh, the old man wandering around the Oval Office is making huge decisions uh, based on the people who are paying him. And, ooh, found this out today. And with bribery, uh, it just doesn't go to uh, Joe Biden. It also goes to, I didn't realize this, so we're all learning a little something. It also goes to the family as well. You can't, you can't do favors to people to enrich yourself or your family. So I'm not so worried about, if somebody starts bitching like, Oh, you're impeaching him now because uh, this is going to look bad in the press. You know what? There's not really a, a good, a good convenient time. Hey, let's, let's wait. Hey, hey, there's a chance that, uh, that old sleepy Joe uh, is making decisions that are going to help out China and, uh, and the Ukraine, which it looks like that's exactly what's going on, but we should wait. We should wait to make that stop until after the election because we don't want the bad press. Now, that's got to be a positive. That's got to be a positive. Everybody circles the wagons and go, holy shit. This mofo is breaking the law six ways to Sunday and putting our lives at risk. So, yeah, we had to, we had to make a move. This is with the with the GOP, like the total lack of balls. This was almost the uh, the the video on Friday. I was looking around because I was like running around uh, like a freaking crazy person in Nashville, and I'm like, I gotta do a video. I did one about Biden economics or Bidenomics and whatever. We might get to that later, but like it was gonna be about James Carvel. Now, if you remember James Carvel. He's a he's a big uh, thinker on the on the, the the Democrat side. He's not afraid of nothing. And uh, there was all these headlines where James Carvel is saying, uh, "I'm glad they're impeaching him. This is good news. Now we can show things for what they really are. This is great news. Nothing better's ever happened. No one's ever thrilled." about their candidate being their dude being impeached. But that Carvel was putting on a, a, a freaking masterclass in how to do the political kung fu. They're coming after Joe Biden. They have got but and this isn't some piddly shit. This isn't some like, hey, there was an intern or overheard a conversation about Trump talking. No. This is legit hardcore stuff about Seriously, bribes from a foreign government. Like, okay. But James Carvel, very wise, like, this is good news, a happy day. Now we can really go. That's what the GOP needs to learn. You know, you think they're throwing Trump under the bus, which I think there's a huge part of the GOP that is. There's a huge part of the GOP that uh, these poor misguided fucking fools they're like, well, we just want a candidate who's going to smooth the waters and can appeal to that sliver of independence. And, and Trump isn't that guy. We need, we need to get, you know, Asa Hutchinson in there because he can smooth the turbulent waters. And you just really, you want to smack those people upside the head and go, look what they did to Trump. Like, but, but that's, that's, that's an aside. That's an aside. What the GOP needs to do is sell Trump, the candidate, to all of America as this. And I tell you, you don't even have to stretch. You don't even have to stretch the truth. Look what they've done to the guy. They had they concocted a treasonous theory. 
uh, and story about him being in the pocket of the Russians and the Russians stole the election and the FBI was in on it and the CIA was in on it and the newspapers all were in on it and they did their bidding and they carried their water like little lefty soldiers. Everyone in a position of power teamed up against this guy. Why? Why would they do that? Our only hope to get this republic back and to stop this crazy spending and to stop this madness and to become an independent country again is to elect Trump. That is our best hope for survival. That's what the GOP should be doing. But instead, they're out there. You know who's good? You know who's good? Sha-la-la-la. Ron DeSantis, he could... He could calm the turbulent waters and reach out. Hmm. I got no beef with Ron DeSantis. Ooh, that was a good one. I got no beef. What do we want to do with that? Got no beef with Ron DeSantis. I got no beef with bound, boom, bound. I got no beef with bound, bound, bound. I got no beef with... That's the... That's the funky part. I got no beef with Ron DeSantis. I got a beef with the GOP. I got a beef with... Ooh, I got a beef with... That's the part I like. Okay, so here's the Democrat talking points. I don't know how long this is going. I'm not even looking at my watch. You got uh, bug-eyed Adam Schiff. Here, here's, the, here's the talking point they're going to... They're going to try to float. Here's the little balloon they're working with. There's no evidence. There is no evidence. Adam Schiff, here's the headline. The Biden inquiry is an evidence-free impeachment proceeding. That's just the fucking balls to say that. The 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 uh, impeachment inquiry of, of, of Biden is, is, is an evidence-free impeachment proceeding. Are you, where the fuck have you been, Adam Schiff? Were you having eyeball surgery on, on your eyeball? Zuh. How much more evidence do you need? We got, we got, oh, this is what I wish I knew how to play more. We got eyewitnesses and laptops too. Text messages and emails. <laughs> You got Tony Boblinski. You got photographic evidence. You have voicemails. You have uh, receipts. You have the bank records from the LLCs. You have uh, people who worked at frickin' uh, Barisma itself talking how Hunter was uh, dumber than his dog. You have got Joe Biden on tape going, and I told him if they didn't fire that prosecutor, they weren't getting the money. You've got... You got Sleepy Joe himself talking about quid pro quo. Good luck. Good luck with your, uh, there's no evidence here. So yeah, let's get full-throated on that. And the other thing that we need to get full-throated on, and I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there uh, now because this is, the, uh, this is the B block of the show. We got to make some noise about these uh, January 6th. I know I've been saying it for a while and I got to put more stuff on, on, uh, Facebook and Twitter and social media, but it's outrageous. It's outrageous. One of the, I met a, uh, I met a young lady at, uh, the event at, uh, John Rich's house. Her husband has been held for over two years, no trial, no hearing, has asked for a change of venue the judge denied it. And these judges in D.C. I didn't know this. The, the judge who's over, I don't know what class this is, but these, these people are appointed for life. They don't have to worry about dick. They don't have to be worried about being called to the mat. They have been appointed for life. There's no, there's no uh, re-election campaign. That is... Uh, that's a that's a dangerous dangerous thing. 
And left, right, or center, we can all agree that, uh, let's say you went to the Capitol. Let's say you, you know, freaking, uh, you know, took a rock and you smashed a window and blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's see the video evidence of that and let's get you a trial. Let's get a hearing. What it? What in the fuck is taking so long? So, let's stand up for those people. Uh, that's just a little shout out to everybody to do that. There's, there's that is one hundred percent sha la 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 free. Okay, let's get to this uh, before we move on to Lauren Bobert's boobs. We're gonna talk about uh, Russell Brand here. And we're gonna have to, we're gonna have tons of fun over on the uh, the Patreon segment of the show as well. But this Russell Brand thing, if you're not paying attention, here's here's the headline. Russell Brand, and I'm, I won't do the English accent for this part because this is an American headline. Russell Brand accused of rape, sexual abuse of four women. Then they're saying that uh, Russell denies these uh, allegations. Okay. So that's the headline. Russell Brand accused of rape and sexual abuse of four women. Now, I will be the, the, the first one to tell you, I wasn't a big Russell Brand fan. I really wasn't. When he first came upon this the scene, oh, so many years ago, uh, whatever. I wasn't a fan of his stand-up. Uh, wasn't a fan of his movies. And then, you know, he got married to Katy Perry and then he kind of disappeared. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, no worries, mate. Then he kind of resurfaced uh, a few years ago uh, with a podcast. You know, and he's like, oh, I'm clean and sober and I'm on this, you know, quest for truth. And that's what we're going to do. And his podcast is very interesting. He's got, uh, he's had some good guests on. He's asking some really good questions. Uh, and sometimes he comes to some very interesting conclusions. Uh, and say what you will. I like Russell Brand a whole lot more now. Uh, but he's, he went out, he on the Bill Maher show. He had a great, great, uh, couple of segments on, on Bill Maher talking about, you know, big pharma and big government and who's really in control and the elites and all that stuff. So I would recommend it. I would recommend it. And the, his, uh, he's got a, he's got a big voice. He's a, he's like the Joe Rogan of England. Well, I guess is probably what he'd say. So now that he's saying all this stuff, now all of a sudden these, uh, it's not like he went out yesterday, you know? The, it's it's the classic. This has got, uh, it, it's like the, the classic smear campaign. Four women have claimed that Russell Brand sexually assaulted them between the years of 2006 and 2013, according to the Sunday Times. So just like, uh, <clears throat> just like Brent, the Brent Kavanaugh of it all, and and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm on the other side of this, kids. I'm on the other side of it because I've kind of seen this show before. Now uh, we're gonna take the allegations seriously. We are, and we're also going to assume that Russell Brand is innocent until proven guilty, and in the, and in that. Uh, frame of mind, I would like to begin uh, my little audio essay with, hey, baby, uh, what took you so long? So the, I guess the, the, the last one allegedly happened in 2013. That's freaking that uh, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. And you just, you, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't wait any longer. I couldn't wait any longer. Even when all the Me Too shit was happening, even even four or five years ago when, when, when Me Too was the end all be all and you have to believe everybody, you didn't have you didn't have the courage to come out then. 
I call bullshit. I call bullshit. Four women between the years of 2006 and 2013. Oh, he, uh, I don't know what you, they're, they're saying rape. But yeah, you just couldn't, you couldn't be quiet any longer. So we're asking all the girls to come forward. This is what happens. This is what happens. And I think I was saying it last week on the show, or two, no, probably two weeks ago, uh, last week, uh, my buddy Scott Lebedo was on the show. But two weeks ago, I was talking about the freaking Brett Kavanaugh thing and these chicks and their lawyers who were just making shit up. And they got in zero trouble. Zero trouble. None. Somebody has to go to jail. It's funny how, like, we were just talking about January 6th. And that's what the left is doing. They're going, if you protest, there is a very fucking good chance that we will lock you up, throw away the key, and you'll be in solitary confinement for years waiting to get a hearing. That's how we do it, bitches. If you do, if you go the, the wrong way, if you do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, show up at the wrong place, he will lock your ass up like the fucking Count of Monte Cristo. And then on the other side of that, you've got, uh, you know, chicks coming up uh, saying, yes, Brent Kavanaugh, I was very young, and he and his friends drugged me, and then they put lollipops in my butthole, and um, they all laughed, uh, and then they, they put me in a horse trough, and they, they, they made a hat out of a pinata, and then they all peed on it. And none of that is true. And the GOP is like, well, what are you going to do? So you're giving the green light to everybody to crawl out of the woodwork. Oh, that's all you got to do. Just to, and then here, here you go. The, the headline is, oh, he's been accused of these horrible crimes. Hey, uh, how about the insanely popular, uh, YouTuber and podcaster, uh, claims he's innocent? of some outrageous claims. I want to get to a Russell Brand quote here. Because one of his addictions, ugh, we're going long. One of his addictions, I, I think he was a, uh, I think he was a heroin guy, he was a, an alcohol guy, and then he also, you know, a sex addiction. Which, I'm not even going to get into that. Uh, yeah, I can understand a heroin addiction. I can understand booze. I can understand cocaine. Sex addiction? Mm. <laughs> I think you're just being lazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Russell, uh, Russell Brand, uh, said this, you know, that it was, a, it was a time during his career when he was working in the mainstream, as I have written about extensively in my books, and I was very, very promiscuous. There you go. So, not a sex addict. You were you like to bang a lot, which puts you in the category of dude. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relations I had were absolutely always consensual. And I was always transparent about that then. Almost too transparent? Yes. I would agree there. You talked about it a lot, dude. And I'm being transparent about it as now as well. Uh, and to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question, is there another agenda at play? End of quote. Uh, Russell, I'll answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. There is another agenda at play. You're asking the wrong questions. You're saying the wrong things. And now they want to silence you. It's that simple. Well, I don't know if it's that simple, but that's how it goes. Oh, how, how. Hey, hey, how, how. Russell Brand's in trouble. Chicks making shit up. Hey, Mike. What about Lauren Bobard's booze? 
we're gonna talk about them and what happened at the show. Hey, hey, how, how, sha-la-la-la-la-ding-ding. How, 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 hey, sha-la-la-la-na-na-year. We're gonna have to do this on the Patreon. Gonna talk about Lawrence Boobers till the break of dawn. On Locals 2, gonna have a talk with you. It is gonna be a fun segment over on Patreon and Locals. Uh, some border stuff, some Texas uh, Attorney General stuff, the other impeachment, the possible government shutdown, and this show One Piece. This is like, this is, uh, I'm going to tell, I'm going to call myself pretty brave. Uh, we're talking about, I like this show, One Piece. It's not for my demographic. It's not for my age group. But I'm telling you what. Oh, it's nice to see. It's nice to see good, good television and different stories and new stories. But I'm going to, we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that when we get there. And then, uh, of course, the, the whole thing's going to start about, uh, Lauren Bobert. I, I say Bobert's boobs, but it's really not Lobert's Bobert's boobs. It's uh, it's what happened at a Broadway show. Lauren was there. Who her boobs were with her, <laughs> and they're magnificent, ladies. We love the boobies, the boobies in your cute little booties. I don't like them big old booties. You see some. You see some. There's there's such thing as two. There's hey hey, come here. Come here, listen to me. There is such a thing as 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 boobs that are too big. I know. It it can happen. Same thing with a booty. You you see there's there's like a, there's like a juicy booty and then there's like, "Oh, that's a whole lot of booty." I like I like the uh I like the cute booties. Like boom boom, nice shape. Okay. So that's all coming up on the uh on the uh, Patreon segment of the show. My goodness, look at this. So much value. This is worth, this is, you guys are getting your uh, your money's worth out of this one. You're all fantastic. I love you as a group and as, as individuals. I will see you over on Patreon and locals. Ta-ta for now. And big question, why are those pants still on? <laughs>